Your kingdom come, your will.
my name is Tino and this is my wife Monique and um, the one thing that we decided to work on that we wanted to really press in and take control of was our finances um, as a family uh, we went through Financial Peace University and uh, <clears throat> we just really saw the difference in our lives of uh, discipline and spending in the past when we um, I guess necessarily didn't have a hold of our finances it was, it was just kind of we did things um, just on the go we made decisions on the go we didn't have any planning ahead of time and uh, which led us to just kind of um, spending just frivolously uh, we would spend for vacation because obviously we think that taking vacation is um, is a big thing. It's it's a priority to us, and uh, but we just didn't know uh, at that time we didn't know how to do it right. Um, and little by little, we start to build up this debt and credit cards, and um, and so from then on, uh, we see we saw the downward spiral. It really affected our relationship um, in the sense that it stressed me out. Um, and in me being stressed out, then it caused us to be stressed out together and it caused us to fight more. And um, and it really just wasn't healthy. And adding something else to the equation that shouldn't have been there. We knew that God wants us to keep a control of our finances and he gives it to us. And so... Um, it just threw a rock in the middle of our relationship where I would be stressed out and then he'd be stressed out because I was stressed out and then I'd be stressed out because he was, so it was this continual cycle. And, um, well, in the past when we didn't have a plan for our finances and a budget, we, we weren't able to even have money and savings for the emergencies that would come up in our own life. So, um even when we would have emergencies then we were like searching for money from somewhere and um, obviously it wasn't allowing us to be able to give to other people because we weren't even able to provide for our own family and then it feels like when you can't even provide for yourself how are you able to take care of somebody else but when you have that financial peace in your own life then you feel free to be able to give to other people and um, even given other ways that maybe we can't do monetarily, but we could still do it in other ways where we can give things to people if we have something extra. Uh, currently, we, um, like I said, we went through financial peace. It's a great um, opportunity, I would say, um, to just take really take control of your finances. Uh, it's, it's something that we did, and we're slowly but surely going through the process. Um, and it's 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 tough. It's not easy, uh, but it definitely is worth it. And we're seeing those benefits as we continue to pour into this more and more. Um, and eventually, we want to get to the point where we can, where we're able to give free. And one of the things that Dave Ramsey says that um, poor people can't give. They can't they can't bless other people financially. Um, and I, I just I, I like that he said that. Um, just when it pushes us to. Uh, really get on top of our finances and take control of our 
of it in our lives and also have peace, financial peace, but peace in our own lives amongst each other. And, and, and with that, we're seeing blessings um, just coming our way. And um, I think that comes with being stewards of, the, of what you have. So uh, ho- hopefully we can uh, help someone else in the future, even if it's not monetarily, but maybe, um, uh, I guess, advice on how to take care of their finances. I just think it's really cool that at the beginning of the year when John asked us to write down the one thing in our life, um, I wrote down that I wanted to get control of our finances and then little did we know that we were going to go through that class with uh, Heidi and Franco. And now at the end of the year, after all the trials and challenges from the beginning of the year and Tina losing his job and um, things that we didn't expect to go through, but being faithful to God and being faithful in that one thing that we wanted to focus on, seeing the fruit of that at the end of the year has been really amazing and really great in our relationship. Um, and this year at the beginning of the year John challenged us with to really look at ourselves and, and pick one thing and this year the thing that God really hit me with was just loving people and through going through some studies with people I realized that I tend to be religious and self-righteous and so I can I can look down and people in their wrong and act as if I'm better. But through through time, God has shown me that, that people, everyone's fighting a battle. Like I can even, even personally for me, I, I know these guys I see on a consistent basis. They're Jehovah's Witnesses. And even as I was being challenged with this in my life and I started seeing change, I looked at these guys and I was just like, man, look at them preaching their false gospel. But the, the, it was just something they're deceived by, and to hate them for it is not is not God's love, because it said God gave His one and only Son that whomever. It's not so that I can I can claim that that love for myself and push everyone else aside. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely one of the. The biggest things that I've been shown, I've had the uh, the opportunity to be in a smaller group with guys and to just really open up. And uh, we examined ourselves, and as I looked at myself, I realized that I have a hard time accepting God's love. And I think that's the reason why sometimes I can I can stop up His love and not extend that to other people because I I don't personally feel it for myself. So I don't I don't extend that to people. Um, but through that, I've had moments where God just continues to show me He loves me. And in that, um, I'm able to push forward and, and show people love because He just continues to put people in front of me and just shows me, hey, man, that these people are broken. Yes, they act crazy, but there's a reason behind it. They're broken, they're hurt, and, and they need to be shown my love just as you have. Because, I mean, that's that's the gospel message that Jesus Jesus humbled Himself. He didn't come to be served, but to serve. That he humbled himself lower than everyone. He 
he took the shame, the pain, and uh, to lift us up to another level. So, just been challenged by that to, to just love people, to lift them up, to encourage them, and to not stop that love, but to let it continue. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy New Year from Hill City Church. Welcome to our first online service, and it's the beginning of 2017. Think about it, swallow that, 2017 already. We were just, I just felt like 2016 went by so quickly, and 2016 was pretty tough, and there was a lot of things to overcome, but I'm very much looking forward to this new year as we push the reset button, and we get to ride out, we get to live out 2017. I just want to start out saying don't waste it. You have a present within the present. Right now, you're alive. If you're breathing, know that God has given us time. God has given us breath. And that's the greatest gift that we can, can have. That's, that's the gift. We have the gift of life. So if you are on the other side, you're on the internet watching, you're in your pajamas, you're with your family, welcome, welcome, welcome and uh, to Hill City Church. Uh, today, I, I just want uh, us to just move forward. Uh, a great thing that we continue to push is that we don't want to waste our life. We don't want to do it by being stuck in our past, letting our past circumstance dictate our future. And, and this is not easy. And when we talk to people, we, all of us, we deal with a lot of hurts, and a lot of thoughts about things being delayed in our life, our dreams being delayed, progression stopping. Uh, but I don't want you to stop in faith, hope, and love. I want you to continue to dream, continue to take action. Uh, because when we are stuck in our past and we let, we say that's who I am, that's what I'm, that's just who I am. We we can't move forward. We're defeated before we move forward. So in 2017. I don't want you to live in defeat. I know that God is with us and that God is for us. Let's move ahead. This is our life right now. Let's live it. Let's live it. So the, so the slate is clean. And I, what I want to do is I'm going to pray and I'm going to go right into our message uh, for today. It's going to be short and sweet so you can um, uh, move on with today. But let's pray. Heavenly Father, just be with us. Speak to our hearts change our lives. We know that you have given us a clean slate of 2017 and we're not going to look back, but we're going to look forward. We're going to achieve the things that you have put on our hearts and our minds. And, and by faith, we believe, Lord God, that we can take advantage of the present, of the present, God. And I just ask, wake us up. Wake up our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to embrace what God is doing. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. So this is not uh, shocking, right? This is not shocking. We, we truly believe uh, that this is your day, right? This is your day. And so we got to get up. And, and it might start small because it always does. You know, life starts. You're not going to just get everything handed to you. And if that's what you're waiting for, with like good luck or something like that, you're going to keep on waiting. You're going to keep on stall stalling. So I want you to start small and get up and give to God what you have in your hands right now. And it might not start with many things, but I believe our life moving ahead will start with one thing. 
Say one thing. I didn't hear you. That wasn't funny. I apologize. But anyone making a New Year's resolution right now? You know, you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make 2017 great again. I'm gonna make John great again. I, you know, I'm like with you. I got six pack goals, financial goals, travel goals, business goals, family goals, squad goals, relationship goals. We. As uh, we as humans, we make resolution after resolution and after resolution. And, 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 and I, 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 I know that this is good. This is good. I think we should make a plan. We should have some sort of goal set. But statistically, 40% of us will quit our resolution by January. And then 75% will quit by Valentine's Day. That's crazy. You know why? Because we have great intention and really bad execution. We do, we do way too much. We write down way too much and end up quitting pretty much all of them. So what I want to do today is in 2017, starting off 2017, there's a lot of things we want to do and there's some things we should do. But what is the one thing, the one thing that you got to do? What, what is something you got to do? Something to think about, you know, the, what, what is the thing that comes to mind right away and that you know it can't wait? It's different from all of us. Uh, and, and you thought about it, and, and, and you, you could say, I prayed about it, people suggested it to us, and you might not have even tried it, or you have tried it, and you failed. But what is that one thing that comes to mind when I say, you got to do this this year? Forget resolutions. What is your one thing? What are you doing? What are you not doing out of fear? Because usually what we fear the most is the thing we need to do. It might be a call we need to make, an action we need to take, something we need to stop, or something we need to begin. But the fear of the unknown and certainty, uncertainty usually stops us from even moving forward. And I want you on the other side of that screen to just think about that one thing that you need to do. Don't brush them off. And, and it might be, here's some areas, it might be a habit you need to break for your health, for your family, for your future. It might be something that nobody knows, but it's been hurting you for a long time. And you said, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop. And let me tell you, some of us, the things that we need to stop, the habits we need to stop, if we could have stopped them, we would have already stopped them. Some of us, we need help stopping some of these habits. Some, we might have to share this. We might have to put ourselves out there. It might be a goal you need to accomplish. You've been thinking about it, you've been talking about it, you've been praying about it, and now it's time to move on it. There's nothing like action. That's the hardest thing, is to take action. Go and do it. You might not know all the ways, you might not have it all figured out, but many of us, we need to move ahead. It might be a rela relationship you need to end. Some of us, you're in a relationship and it's killing you, it's hurting you. And you, if you could stop it, you would have stopped it. But I know it's complicated, but I believe some of our relationships, it might be with a friend or it might be with uh, a, a girlfriend or whatever, some of our relationships, it's, it's killing you. It, it will end up sucking the life out of you. It might need to be a relationship that you need to restore. And it's painful, it's awkward, you got history, it's easier to ignore, but you know it's been affecting you for years, messing with your life. It's time. It's time. It might be a debt you need to pay off. 
Every time people talk about your finances, you think of that debt. It stops you from being generous. It hangs over your life. Stop ignoring it. It doesn't just go away. And, and finally, it, it, what you might, your one thing might not be on this list, but you have to find your one thing to accomplish, to begin, set a deadline, keep that deadline short, keep it simple. How awesome would it be one year from now, in 2018, January 1st, where you know you accomplished it, you defeated it, you faced it, I think that would be a great, great moment. All of us, we have a one thing. For some of us, you're saying, oh, that's, this is not spiritual. This is not spiritual enough for me. Debts, habits, relationships, goals. I need something spiritual, John. But I want to tell you that Jesus talked about money more than he talked about heaven. And, and, and we don't play down this is spiritual and this is not spiritual because we believe in all life, everything is spiritual. It's holistic. It's all inclusive in our spiritual being because what consumes us owns us. And what your one thing is, is always a God thing. God is always talking to us, not just about theology, but our theology plays out in the rest of our lives. So if you have your Bibles, please go to Nehemiah. Nehemiah. And, uh, and I'm going to read you from, in chapter 1. And uh, life, in the, in the book of Nehemiah, life was good for Nehemiah. He was, worship, he was working for the Persian king, right? He was working in the palace. His family was taken by the Persians years ago uh, during the invasion of Jerusalem. And, and the Persians took the best of the best into the palace to work for them. So here's Nehemiah working in the palace. Yet he begins, his heart begins to ache for his city. His heart begins to ache for his people. Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says, They said to me, things are not going well for those who returned to the province of Judah. They are in great trouble and disgrace. The walls of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. When I heard this, I sat down and I wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to God of heaven. This news to Nehemiah, it crushed him. He could no longer ignore it. His people were in ruin. Uh, his city were, was being destroyed. And some of us, where we are, it's not our fault. It was by force and it happened fast. But God can use your bad situation to lead you back home. To lead you to a place that He needs you to be. God, in His providence, needed Nehemiah in the palace of the Persian king. And I know this is hard for many of us to think because we think when bad things happen, it's the devil. When good things happen, it's God. But what if I told you that God uses bad situations for his good and our good? Can we trust him in those moments? And so here's Nehemiah. He, he'd made excuses before, but in this moment, he could no longer ignore the burning in his heart, the sadness in his heart, the purpose in his heart. And he, 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 this one thing, he was going to live and die for it because it was bigger than him. It was time to rebuild. Rebuild the walls, rebuild families, rebuild hope. Yet listen, when you want to do something great, something worth doing, you will always face Opposition. Isn't that true? Always. Nehemiah's opposition was a man. 
and his name was Sanballat, which was the worst name ever, right? But he was a warlord who would attack Jerusalem, and he wanted Jerusalem for himself. He liked it the way it was. Let's just say that. He, he wanted control. And, 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 there's, and this idea of Sanballat, this enemy, this opposition, we all have a Sanballat in our life. You, it might be even an enemy, it might even be a friend who keeps you from moving forward, who, who keeps you from rebuilding your life. And it might be you making excuse after excuse why it's okay to continue down this way. And now back to this passage of Nehemiah, Sanballat, he sends his troops and, and trying to kill Nehemiah. So Nehemiah has to arm the builders so they have a tool in one hand and a sword in another. And in life, we are always building something. And when you're building something, you got to fight for it. You got to use that sword as you're building with also the tool. And, and what in your life is worth fighting for? I was wondering, number one, what are you building? Number two, what are you fighting for? What are you building? Are you, your family, you're building your family, you're building your business, your call. Never stop building. Never stop building on your marriage. I want to say that, folks. We think once we have gotten married that we've won. And I'm talking to the men and women. We need to continue working on our marriage. Never stop building your children, your wisdom. Keep learning. Keep being a student. Your business, your generosity. We should, as we grow in faith and in godliness and in Christ, our generosity should grow. It honestly should. Your life should be one of giving because that is God's life. God so loved the world that He, that's right, He gave His only Son. And His generosity grows as ours grows. And I, as I hope that you're building your generosity and your relationship with God. You have a King that sent you to build. Stop existing. I just want to say this. Defy what is normal. In 2017, faith, risk, and believe. Don't just read about it, what other people are doing, other people's victories, other people's faith. You go and you build it, not just for you, but for your future and for the future of those you love, for the future of those who are lost, for God and for people. What are you building? And number two, what are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? What are you defending? A church that does not defend is not the church of Jesus Christ. We must defend the innocent, the lost, the hurting, the lonely, the weak, the children. What are you defending? Our world is looking for the church or Jesus followers to really look like Jesus. And I mean it. They want to believe. They want to experience God. They want the real who wouldn't want to believe in a God who can heal, a God who loves, a God who saves the soul, a God who comes to the rescue, loves the broken, redeems the sick? Hill City, we must be that church. That has to be us. We have no choice. The church exists so that people can experience Jesus through you, his love, his life, his hope, his smile through you. What are you defending? So Nehemiah, in chapter 6, you hear him speaking. He says in verse 1, Now when Sanballat and uh, Tobiah and, uh, and Geshem, the Arab, these are all the warlord's names, the rest of the enemies, heard that I have built the wall and there was no breach left 
in it. Although, up to the time, I've not set up the doors and the gates. It's funny, he's given detail, right? Sanballat and Geshem sent, me, sent to me, saying, Come and let us meet together at Hekprim, in the plains of Ono. He's like, come down, right? Come down, and let's talk this out. But they intended to harm me. And I sent message to them, saying, I am doing a great work. I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? Say this with me. I'm doing a great work, and I cannot come down. I'm doing a great work, and I cannot come down. Those might be words that you might have to say this year when, when there's things in the way trying to stop you from the goal, the one thing that you're trying to accomplish. And listen, if Nehemiah had come down, he would have been killed and the walls would have been destroyed again. Do you know that there are things in your life and in my life that if we do not complete them, if we do not focus on them, if we do not deal with them, they have the potential to kill us, to ruin us. And the truth is, for many of us, you have a breach in the wall and you cannot pretend any longer. Who cares what people think or say? Get up that ladder and rebuild that wall. Pay no attention to the opposition. Pay no attention to the opposition. I'm doing a great work and I can not come down. Parents, take a look at your children and say to yourself, I know they're crazy, but I'm doing a great work and I can not come down. Follower of Jesus, maybe 2016 sucked and maybe you feel alone or maybe you need to go first and just like you need to stand for the things that God told you to stand for. Stand for injustice and if no one's doing it, you might have to start yourself. I'm doing a great work and I can not come down. I don't know what your one thing is and maybe you failed in the past but not this year. I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. Your one thing might be sin and if you need help, let's talk. That's what the church is for. That's what groups are for. We need each other. We really need each other. Don't do this life autonomously. It doesn't make sense. That's not how you're built. Your one thing, you got to do it. Listen, normal isn't working. You got to change. You got to change. And it starts with one thing. You can try to change 10 things, but I believe you can really accomplish one thing. Some of us, we need to get right with God to give our life completely to God. We've been playing church. We've been, uh, we played a part. We say the right things. We amen at the right time. But you know you don't know Jesus. Your heart is far from God. Who cares if you look crazy? I'm doing a great thing, and I can not come down right now take a moment get your phones out get a notepad out and start writing down your one thing do it right now take a couple more moments take like 10 minutes today put it aside and really think what do I need to accomplish and then put it into your schedule schedule it weekly your one thing write it down after this video Get accountability. Tell people your one thing. And yes, some people won't understand. Some people will even oppose you. But keep building. I'm doing a great thing. And I cannot come down. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray for whoever is listening today, whoever is watching. They're doing a great thing. And let them know 
Don't let them come down. Let them keep working. And they keep building with one hand and fighting with another. And in doing so, in moving in faith, that is when God gets added to the equation. When we try to do it ourselves, then you, you can't do anything, God. But in moving in faith and asking you to be in it and trusting you with it, I believe we're adding you to our one thing. And it, when you're added to the one thing, I know it can be accomplished in 2017. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. And see you soon. See you next week.